His birth was announced by an angel. Announced to a woman who should not have been able to have a child, and to her husband. The boy was to be set apart from birth, and he would deliver his people, and he did. His life was punctuated by miracles, and with contests between him and his adversaries, and he won all of them until he was betrayed by someone he loved, and then in the hands of his enemies, he gave up his life and finally delivered his people from those enemies. Whom does that sound like to you? Hold on, though. Let's, let's try again. His birth was announced by an angel to a barren woman and her husband. They were told to set apart the child from birth as a Nazarite, which they did, only he didn't. He drank and fought and had sex and got married and ate honey out of a carcass of an animal that wasn't kosher, and none of that was following the rules of a Nazarite vow. God worked miracles through him in spite of his brashness and pride and arrogance and, well, let's just say it, his sinfulness. He fought with the enemies of God's people, but almost exclusively over their daughters, whom he wanted to sleep with and sometimes marry. Both of his wives betrayed him to his enemies, and they eventually gouged out his eyes and paraded him around like a trophy. But he prayed one last time, not for forgiveness or anything like that, but for revenge. And God gave it to him, and he killed even more people with his death, than during his life. Now, whom does that describe? It's funny that if you squint at Samson's life, it almost looks like Jesus. But the second you open your eyes to the details, the similarities all get drowned out by differences so stark and so glaring that you kind of feel ashamed for making the comparison in the first place. It's also funny that if you keep comparing, even with all the details, Samson's is exactly the kind of hero story we would write, and Jesus definitely isn't. Samson's story made sense to me when I was a kid. He's a Sunday school staple. He swashbuckles his way through leading Israel for 20 years, always with carnage and bad choices in his wake. A strong man who is betrayed by a clever woman and gets what he deserves for his bad choices, but he learns his lesson and redeems himself with a final self-sacrifice. You've got all the elements of a good story. Action, suspense, betrayal, redemption. Samson's story makes sense. Jesus' story doesn't. He calmly and mildly is right in the face of people who are wrong for three years, always leaving people better off than how he found them. He is betrayed, but sees it coming the whole time and includes it in his plan to deliver his people by dying for them, saving not only them, but everyone, his enemies included. There's something, well, let's just say it, there's something boring about it. Anyway, it's un-American. Samson is a dynamic character in the literary sense, and Jesus isn't. He's static. 
The writer to the Hebrews even says so. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. That's the very definition of a static character. What does the writer to the Hebrews say about Samson? Just this. I do not have time to tell about him. My Bible is 1,145 pages long. And that book doesn't have time to tell me Samson's story twice. Because it's too busy telling me Jesus' story over and over and over again, so many times, in fact, that my eyes have gotten trained to look for it everywhere, even in the one and only telling of Samson's story. And it does that because Jesus is the more dynamic character in the etymological sense. Even with all his strength, Samson needed Jesus because Jesus is more powerful. And I'm nowhere near as strong as Samson. You, me, and Samson don't need an interesting hero. We need a perfect savior. So don't be ashamed at all to compare Samson to Jesus and find Samson embarrassingly inferior. I like to think Samson did that too. I like to think that when his hands blindly found those pillars, Samson thought, I haven't done everything right. I can't. But God can. And maybe he'll use what I've done right or wrong, to accomplish his will. And that maybe is enough. Enough for me to do what I can do and trust that he'll use it and make it right. And make me right. I don't know that he thought that. I like to think he did. But maybe I'm squinting at this story again in order to find Jesus. That's kind of what I do. And look at that, we're out of time. and breath, loved by God, bought by Jesus. This podcast is written and produced by me, Ethan Cherney, a Wells pastor serving our Savior Lutheran Church in Pomona, California. Get in touch on Facebook at Dust and Breath Pod, on Twitter at Dust Breath Pod, or by emailing dustandbreathpod at gmail.com. Outro music arranged and performed by Mr. Peter Shawi, who is like the heights of Zaphon. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you could leave a review in iTunes or just share an episode on social media, I'd really appreciate it. It's the only way other people can find the show. Now, go do what God made you to do. Be who God called you to be. Go see what God can do with dust and breath and faith in Jesus, his son.